Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Jeff Borowitz, president of Sandler Training. Selling remodeling is a unique talent that carries challenges other sales roles will never have to face. Jeff is here to share the top five secrets specifically for remodelers, and we'll hear what they are in just a minute. At last, we meet for the first time for the last time. Well, we're waiting. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Are you? I am. You're never You're right there across the room. It's not. I see you. (laughs) (laughs) No hiding from me. (laughs) Darn it. Oh, yeah, I know you try. How are you? Good. Really good. <laughs> Ready to rock. You know, I mean, you know, we, we were had we've been doing a number of podcast recordings today and somebody was talking in an earlier one about how sales and having a good sales process was so important to the success of every you know com- company. Yeah. So this topic today is perfect. And it's Jeff perfect. always delivers some golden nuggets there. Right. I love golden nuggets. Me too. So shall we kick it off? Yeah. Jeff Borovitz <laughs> is a seasoned Sandler trainer and the leader of our sales edge program for all of uh, the Remodelers Advantage community. He has been on a guest on our podcast numerous times. And again, as I told Mark, delivers some gold in every episode. So welcome, Jeff. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on again. <laughs> so great to have you back. And you're going to share some secrets with us today. Yeah, yeah, we've. We, you know, and these secrets really come from the best stuff that's coming out of sales edge from what people, from what the remodeler salespeople themselves are telling me are the best things they're getting out of sales edge. So Uh, sales edge is really specifically, it's only for remodelers. It's all remodeling all the time. Right. And and for people that don't know what sales edge is, right. It's a, it's a program that we only run through, through remodelers advantage and it's small groups of up to eight with nobody in your competitive market in there. And we, we do, we talk about sales. We talk about sales training. We do, we certainly do some Sandler, but we also talk about real world problems that help, that help remodeling salespeople go out and close deals right away with what the right. content to help them deal with the problems they're having and facing right now. Uh-huh. Cool. Cool beans. All right. So what are some of those secrets? Well, so glad you asked the first secret is to, and you've heard me say this before in some of the past podcasts, which is eliminate surprise with your clients. Get a, get a clear defined future with How your clients. You well, too often we accept wishy-washy terms from clients. Uh, and by that, I mean, oh, wow, you know, uh, Mark, this all looks great. Uh, let us talk about it over the weekend and we'll call you next week. Mm-hmm. And yep. amazingly, Many remodelers will take that as an answer and go, okay, they're going to call me next week. And guess what happens next week? Nothing. Nothing. They almost never call. Right. Well, so what should should happen when they say that? Well, you have to eliminate it. We have to have a clear defined future. Okay, great. Next week. What day next week should we set a calendar up for? Listen, everybody, you know, my mom just got. A, a a smartphone, an iPhone, which I'm becoming technical support for my mom. But <laughs> so now my mom was the last person on earth that ha- still had a flip phone. And so everybody on earth now has a smartphone and every one of these smartphones has a calendar uh, function in it. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's no reason now not to calendar up the next conversation with a client. When they want to take the weekend to think about it, listen, that happens. But make sure you calendar up what day and time and how you're going to communicate with another. Send them the invite while you're sitting there with them and have them accept it because you're getting a clearly defined future. I mean, you know, Vic, if if you were coming into San Francisco, uh, where I live, and you wanted to be picked up at the airport, and you said to me, hey, Jeff, can you pick me up Friday at four o'clock? And I said to you, oh, Vic, I'd love to, as long as there's not too much traffic or my day doesn't go sideways or there's not an accident on the freeway. Yeah, that should be okay. (laughs) How would you feel about your chance of being picked up? Pretty low. Right. You have Uber up and ready to go. And, and, you know, on the other hand, if I said to you, "Ah, Vic, that's no problem. I'm looking forward to seeing you. Uh, You said you're flying in on United. I'll pick you when you when you are getting off the plane and walking down to a baggage claim. Just text me. I'll come out of the cell lot and I'll pick you up outside of door number three. Now, how do you feel about your chance of being picked up? Much better, much more specific. That's right. We have a clearly defined future that everybody has agreed upon what's going to happen. And there's no surprises. And it also eliminates the remodeling salesperson from having to chase the client down. Right. Because you know what's one of, one of the one of the people on the Tuesday. Uh, sales edge class said, you know, Jeff, every time I end up having to chase them down, it's just a no anyways. Right. Exactly. Um, and I'd rather just get the no up front. And so, and, and so use using a clear defined future to eliminate surprises. Listen, if, if you, would you rather die from a thousand paper cuts or one bullet to the head? <laughs> Neither way, but you know, I get your point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, girl. Chasing them down is like dying from a thousand paper cuts. I'd just rather have somebody tell me, hey, listen, it's a no. So what if you're on. what if you're in that situation and they say, we want to think about it? You say, hey, you know, you get through the, oh, let's pick a time and you know, when when's convenient, blah, blah, blah. And they just keep pushing you off and pushing you off. What should you say to them then so that you don't walk away without that defined future? So that's that's a great question. That's what I call a no for now. Right. I, I, I would just tell them, hey, listen, in my experience, uh, when people don't want to set up a follow up, it's usually because they've already made a decision and they just they're too nice to tell me no. And I don't know if that's the case here, but what I'll go do is I'll go ahead and call this a no for now. And uh, if you at some point want to call me back, that's fine. But I'm going to go ahead in my system and mark this as a no and close that file out. And then what do you hope happens? I don't hope anything happens. I call it, I I take it and I mark it as a closed lost opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I never, I'm like Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank. They are dead to me. I don't think about them (laughs) unless they call me. And if they call, I'll answer the phone. Yeah. But now they're reaching out and I don't have to chase them anymore. Right. Right. Okay. And for that reason, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. What's another secret? That was a good one. All right. So the next one is it's, it's really important that you choose to be uncomfortable in your sales process early. And by that, I mean, people often are, they don't want to be uncomfortable. They don't want to make the client uncomfortable. And so they don't get enough pain from the client. They don't get, they, it's, they take the pain the client has. Oh, we want to, I have a remodeler that's in sales edge that um, they do small jobs, uh, maintenance handyman type stuff. 
<laughs> and and so they'll come out and and the person says, oh, the door sticks. Can you fix the door? And that's what I call recognized pain. Mm-hmm. Right? Pain the client realizes they have. My door sticks. It's hard to open. I need somebody to fix it. Right. Um, I, you know, Vic, you know that I've got two kids. My 15-year-old can sell to recognize pain. Right. Because it's easy to sell recognized pain. The client already knows they have it. But here's the problem. A lot of times the clients aren't willing to spend a lot of money on what's recognized pain. They're willing to spend lots of money uh, to solve things that are bigger problems than they knew about. And so it's our job as professional salespeople to move them from the recognized pain to the unrecognized pain, pains they already have that they just don't recognize that they have. For example, in this case, this this remodeling handyman company went out and they found the door was sticking. But when they started to investigate why it was sticking, they found there was a leak above the door that was causing the wood to swell. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that leak was unrecognized pain. The client had no idea there was a leak. Right. And what, and when, while the client wasn't, the client might've been willing to spend a little bit of money to solve the door sticking. They ended up being wanting to spend a whole lot more money to not to, to fix the leak and make sure it doesn't get worse and cause worse damage. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a case of being able to ask enough questions to get unrecognized, you get to unrecognized pain because people will spend gobs and gobs of money <laughs> to solve unrecognized pain. And I want to be very clear here. This is not pain we're creating. Right, right. It's just this is, it's, you're helping it go from unrecognized to recognized. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, there's a there's a, another another one of the handyman companies that is in sales edge. They also do garage door repair work. Uh-huh. And what they what what they've done is when people in the garage, you know, when you walk out and you hit your button on your wall, do you give any thought at all to your garage door going up? No, no. Until it doesn't do what? Until it doesn't go up, then you give it all kinds of thought. Right. right? Oh, yes. Right. <laughs> when you hit the button and it doesn't work. Now you're starting to think about it. Right. Well, so they, they you call these guys out. They come out and usually it's only a couple different issues. And so, oh, yeah, your spring is broken, which helps to lift the garage door mm-hmm. and you can replace the spring. However, what we have to do is ask enough questions to get to the unrecognized pain of what caused the spring to break, right. which is oftentimes, at, you know, you look at the rollers on the tracks that, that the garage door uses and those rollers are old and they got flat spots in them and and they and and they don't roll smoothly and it's causing the garage door to work harder and the spring to do more work which causes the spring to break. Mm-hmm. And so if we put a new spring in and we don't fix the rollers what's going to happen in time? The spring's going to break again. And and so we want to make we want to make really really sure that we are getting to the unrecognized pain and helping clients find pain that's already there that they just don't know about. Right. Okay. All right. That that makes sense. Isn't it going to be usually um, more like just emotional stuff though, as far those were very physical, technical things you're going in, you're seeing this is broken, but that's because it's leaking. And that's kind of finding causal reasons to spend more money. But that's not always going to be the case when somebody just wants to remodel a kitchen or redesign their bathroom because it's old. Well, so interestingly enough, 
they still have recognized pain of it being old. They may right. have unrecognized pain around the fact that they don't get, they're embarrassed to entertain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have people over and their social life's been impacted, right? And right. so those unrecognized pains lead us. So if we have three levels of pain, we have the recognized pain, the unrecognized pain. And then the third level of pain is the emotional impact of the first two of the first two things, mm-hmm. which could be the hey, we don't socialize as much because we're embarrassed to have people over. Our our kitchen's not nearly as nice as our friends' kitchens. Mm-hmm. So to Mark's point, yeah, it's very important. But in order to get to that third level of pain, we've got to get that, we've got to get past recognized pain to unrecognized pain. And then, you know, one of the things that uh, we've worked with the uh, re- with the handyman groups on is to uh, understand, hey, so listen, we've got three different types of repairs that we can do. We've got the Band-Aid repair where we can fix the door from sticking today. But you're going to see me, but that, that leak's not going away and you're going to see me again in six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Or we've got the back to safe and functional. We could do the minimal amount of work to fix the leak and do everything. But it's it, it, it's... You know, it's safe and functional and it'll work for a while. And you'll probably have to see me in three to five years. Mm-hmm. Or we can do it completely right where we tear off the drywall. We put replace the section of beam that's rot- that's rotting. We do everything that we should do to make it like new. We put new drywall in. We do everything in the door. And you probably won't have to see me about this door for the rest of the time you own the house. <laughs> okay. um, and it's really funny when they give people those options, people usually don't choose the Band-Aid option. They usually choose option two or three, which which is more money. Mm-hmm. Okay, people will willingly spend more money not to be inconvenienced again. I would think so. Yeah. So great right. question. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, before we continue, Jeff, I wanted to ask our listeners a quick question. You know, the holidays are upon us, and I'm just wondering, what's on your wish list for your remodeling business? Is it more sales, higher profit, better employees? less stress, more quality family time, guess what? Remodeler's Advantage can help make your wishes come true with the Master Your Remodeling Business Workshop. This is a two-day event featuring industry experts and thought leaders and is designed to give you immediate, relevant, and actionable strategies to improve your business. Nowhere will you find a more affordable, results-driven workshop that will launch your company into incredibly profitable growth. This must-attend event happens on March 7th and 8th at the Hotel at Arundel Preserve, which is near BWI Airport. Tickets go on sale real soon. And if you join the wait list today, you will receive $500 off the admission price. So visit MasterYourRemodelingBusiness.com for all the event details and to secure your space. That's MasterYourRemodelingBusiness.com. Now back to the show. So what's another secret? So uh, another another secret is the type of, is to make sure that we're asking clarifying questions. There's a great Walt Whitman quote that says, be curious, not judgmental. And I find one of the mistakes that we make in sales, whether it's remodeling or anything else, but most salespeople make is that we are not curious enough. We don't have enough curiosity questions and we sometimes assume we know the answers or we judge judge houses based on our last experiences with people in their neighborhoods or people in their 
in, in, in with similar problems and we could be somewhat judgmental. So we want to make sure that we're naturally curious and that we ask lots of clarifying questions. Never assume that you know the why somebody's asking something. Never assume that you know why they called you out. Even if they called you out for a new kitchen because they say it's old and outdated and cramped and cluttered or whatever else that they may say, we want to ask lots of curiosity-based questions to understand how how they came to that conclusion, why they feel that way, right? And we and we want to understand what the emotional third level pain impact is on them. And we can only get there by being naturally curious and asking lots and lots of questions. And what I generally find is that we want to avoid as much as possible asking questions that start with when, why, or who. And the reason for that is when you think about it, when you were little and you asked when, why, and who questions, uh, your parents asked you that, you know, Victoria, who left the front door open? Um, we knew that if we said it was me, that you were going to be in a whole bunch of trouble, right? Yes. And, and so that's when your parents discovered they had that other child they didn't know about, not me. Right. <laughs> child. <laughs> and, 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 and when, so because of that, when, why, and who, trigger a defensive response Mm -hmm. in the person listening. And so instead we want to ask lots and lots of questions that start with what and how. Okay. We ask questions about what and how it opens up a person's imagination and it doesn't trigger a defensive response. It makes them get imaginative and tap in to that, to what they want. You know, uh, what do you want your, you know, you say that your kitchen's old and outdated. What specifically uh, would you like to see change in your kitchen? Is a different question than why do you want to change your kitchen? Right. Okay. And so we want to we want to make sure we ask questions that start with what with what and how, and it it doesn't it doesn't trigger a defensive response in somebody because a lot of times when you say well when do you want when are you hoping to have this done. Well, immediately they're they're bristling like you're like you're applying pressure to them. Okay, I see. When you can say, "Well, what is the timeline that you're looking to mm-hmm, get this mm-hmm. project done?" is a it, it does not trigger that defensive response mm-hmm. in okay. the client, and we want to we want to avoid that at all at all costs. Yeah, I would think because that would just make them uncomfortable, and you don't want ever to have a prospective client be uncomfortable in your in your conversation right right and that's why what and how questions will keep them comfortable and they sh- and here's the 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 gold in it victoria is that they share more information cuz you're getting them to ca- to tell you a story how do you mean well what you know what would what would oh you mentioned you don't entertain a lot what would a successful uh, afternoon of entertaining look like for you and now they're telling you a story and you're going to get a whole bunch of information that you can ask follow up questions on okay all right that makes sense and so that's really really cool all right i think we've got time for one more secret no problem we <laughs> need, we need to ask questions and label things with emotional trigger words and What's an what emotional that, trigger word? Yeah. So I have an acronym that I use for emotional trigger words called FUDWAKAS. 
<laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, right. Hey, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a Jeff word. Um, <laughs> uh, I have my own dictionary, and 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 Fud Walkers is in there. It's spelled Victoria. It's spelled F as in Frank, U as in umbrella, D as in David, W as in William, A as in uh, Adam, C as in Charles, A as in Adam, uh, H is in Henry, and S as in Sam. Holy mackerel! It's an acronym. Because, <laughs> you know, you know, Vic, how Sandler loves their acronyms. Yes. So this acronym stands for the F stands for frustrated. Because often people, there's something about their ha- home that is frustrating them, and that's why they're calling a remodeler to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so when that does that necessarily mean people are going to say to you, well, I'm frustrated. No, it doesn't. But when they tell you something and you think it sounds frustrating, you can go ahead and assign the label to it just by saying, wow, that sounds really frustrating. And and it's a statement that you're going to make that your client is going to take as a question and they're going to go, oh, yeah, it is really frustrating. And now they've just they've said they're frustrated. And And then you could come around and use that again later on in the conversation. Well, yeah, later on in the conversation and during our solution presentation, when we oh, go okay. to do our, our solution, hey, listen, you said back when we originally met, uh, when we're doing our des- our final design presentation, back when you originally we originally met, you said you were frustrated about. Mm-hmm. Is that still the case? Yes, it is. Okay, great. And and then we when we're doing our design, we can tie it back to those pains, those emotional triggers will tie us back to the pain that they told us about when we were doing our, our discovery and it makes our solution more powerful and more emotionally motivated to get them to say yes. Okay. That makes tons of sense. All right. All right. The you, the you is for upset things that they're upset about. Yeah. The D is for things they're disappointed about. Okay. The W is for things they're worried about. <laughs> The first A is for things they're anxious about. Okay. The C is for things they are concerned about. (laughs) Okay. The next A are for things they're annoyed about. The H is for things is for things that they hate. Okay. Acronyms. (laughs) Not the S. The S. That's funny. The S is for things they are struggling with. Uh, cool. That's funny. Okay. So this, Very cool. This ends up being my favorite F word. Um, <laughs> and it's one that I got can- one. <laughs> What's that? I got a different one. I, I bet you do. <laughs> oh, that's uh, funny. Wow. No, I love this one because it really, it's amazing how this works because, you know, this helps you to be empathetic with your clients mm-hmm. without being sympathetic. Uh, because when you're empathetic, you can identify the emotions and get the client, get the client to agree with them. And then it becomes their fact and their reality. When you're sympathetic, you're living the emotions with them, which we want to avoid. So right. using Fud Walkers terms allows us to be more empathetic. Fud Walkers, man, I'm going to be using that. I know it's a great word. I like it. <laughs> so Jeff, I have an acronym. It's Air Fitler. <laughs> it's and what is that? For the, are you ready for the lightning round? <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
And now, here's a Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap! All right, let's put 60 seconds on the clock. What's your favorite business book and why? My favorite bu- my favorite business book is Over the Top by Zig Ziglar. I read it in the 90s and uh, I just love Zig's stuff. And I, I think he's in- he was incre- an incredibly motivating individual and it really helped me a lot. If you weren't a sales trainer, what do you think you'd be doing? I wish I was going to be playing Major League Baseball, but I never had the I never had the necessary skills to do it. So I I think if I wasn't in sales, I would uh, I would hopefully be doing some. Uh, I'd probably be you know I'd probably be coaching and teaching. What are you not very good at? Uh, well, uh, according to my wife, noticing when the dishes need to be done or the laundry needs to be or laundry <laughs> needs to be folded. <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car? Which would you clean first? A hundred percent of the time, my car. I am fanatical about the car. Name something you refuse to share. My car. <laughs> <laughs> How would you sell eggnog in the summer? I would find people that had the pain of missing the taste of eggnog and that they only get it once a year. There you go. go. This is great, Jeff. Good stuff. I always love hearing more about the Sandler teachings because, you know, I mean, gosh, we've known Sandler and been listening and learning from you and all of your predecessors and the other people around the country for, you know, 25 years, probably. So good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Before I let you go. I want you to share your five words of wisdom, this this episode's five words of wisdom with our listening audience and why they resonate with you. Always get to the emotion. Uh, and and I, I, the reason they resonate to me is that all sales are made, decisions are made, buying decisions are always made emotionally. They're only justified intellectually. And when we get to emotion, people are much more likely to buy. All right. Perfect. Um, Hey, so if people want to learn more about Sales Edge or Sandler or you, where do they go? You know, they go to the Remodelers Advantage website and they click on the uh, Sales Edge uh, link in the SAG groups. And that will that will they fill out the form and that gets emailed to me and I will reach out and call them promptly. All right. Great. Thank you so much, Jeff. We appreciate it. Thank you. you Thanks, Jeff. See you soon. Bye. Bye. You know, one of the things about when Jeff comes on the show, he's been on numerous times, but he always um, either reminds or comes up with new stuff. I mean, they've been teaching this, their process to remodelers for so long. And now with all the live problem solving they do in Sales Edge, he comes up with some, you know, always some good pertinent stuff. I'm still stuck on the acronym. What was it? Fudwakis? Yes. Very good. <laughs> See, you remember <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's quite the acronym. Holy mackerel. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Uh That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. But you know what uh, really kind of caught me is when he kind of was saying to, to, to ask the questions and what it made me think of was just um, giving people permission to talk. People love to talk about themselves. Everybody loves to talk about themselves, right? You know, their life, their family, their kids, you know, if, you know, so basically I would just kind of come take what he was saying and expand that that's essentially the core of it, you know, just invite them and welcome them to with his, what, and how you're, you're essentially doing that. You're, you're basically inviting people to, to talk about themselves Yes, yes. and people love to talk about themselves. So, 
you know, that's that's at the core of it. Who doesn't like to tell stories mm-hmm. about themselves? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can never get you to stop talking about ah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you're looking to be smacked, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, but everybody does. You yeah. know, the most interesting topic in the world is me mm-hmm. to most people, mm-hmm. you know, so it shouldn't be a hard string to pull for most people. That was an interesting way of putting that. <laughs> Never quite heard it put that way. String to pull. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, as usual. Marionette's Godfather. No, I didn't know. Is that really? A marionette. Uh, pulling the strings. Ah, okay. Have you ever seen The Godfather? Well, once. Oh my gosh. Once? Oh, once? I've seen it once just today. Oh, come on. You're all talking about that. I've seen, seen it 16 that. times, but you really haven't. The Godfather? Well, that one you might have. But. I've seen The Godfather over 100 times. Oh, my God. No question. I can't. We have to end now. Yes, I, I, I think I, so. I, I, I need think to so. go walk and, and go watch re- it again. Regather huh? my, myself. Composure. All right. We've kind of gone off topic, yes. but I can't believe you've seen The Godfather once. All right. Well, Back to sales. We want to thank Jeff for sharing his sales secrets with us. And I want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I'm Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day.